Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. All right, and welcome back for part two. The Sixers getting set to take on the Raptors in game one of their series. That's coming up on Saturday. Lots to discuss from the betting side of it. Joining me, the prop queen herself, Miss Ariel Epstein. She works for the MLB Network, the NBA Network, NBA TV, pardon me, as well as Yahoo Sports Betting as well. Ariel, first off, how excited are you to get the, the playoffs rolling this season? Because I finally feel like we don't know who's actually going to win the championship in the NBA, and that's been a long time coming. Yeah, it's fun this year because although it's sad when there's injuries to some all-stars that plays a big impact on why you're saying that, yes, I agree that it's going to be a really fun NBA playoffs because although there are a few teams that I really like this year, it feels as if anybody could get hot at the right time because there's so many all-stars spread out throughout the league. Yeah, you're looking at this now for the Sixers perspective, taking on a very tough Raptors team that won 25 of its last 37, 36 games, pardon me. A lot of people, I'll be honest with you, once we saw that it was going to be Philly and Toronto, we were like, uh-oh, you know what I mean? Because we're more confident against Chicago or Cleveland. Looking at this series right now, the Sixers, a little bit of a favorite at minus 180 to take this Raptors or at plus 150. How do you see this series shaking out from your perspective? Yeah, I see this series being won by Philly because they are the better team. They play better defense. Toronto's defense has been atrocious. Toronto also doesn't have all the shooters that Philly should have. I mean, they have James Harden, Joel Embiid. In addition to anyone like a Tyrese Maxey can go off on any given night, Toronto just doesn't do it for me because the only player that I could really rely on has been Pascal Siakam. Otherwise, Fred Van Bleet's been very iffy. They don't really play defense that well, and they don't have anybody big underneath to protect against someone like Embiid. The Philadelphia 76ers are, should win this series against Toronto. The question is, in how many games? I would say maybe about five. I really don't think Toronto's as good as the record indicates. Okay, okay. Well, well, you know what, Ariel? I know a lot of Sixers fans are going to be happy to hear that because we're, a lot of people are thinking six or seven. So in your opinion, you're looking at this one being a quick series. Looking at James Harden for the prop bets, he's been struggling a little bit, obviously just getting up in terms of his athleticism, not showing the same type of, type of burst, type of lift, especially when he's getting into the lane. Looking at a prop bet for him, the over-under set for 21.1 points. Where do you lean on that? Oh, that's a toughie. Um... You know, I have to look back deep into the Toronto Raptors last few games. And honestly, I haven't done that yet um, to dive deep into the numbers. But anytime that you get James Harden out on the floor, I look to his assists more than I look to his points. I'm going to look to someone like Embiid or Maxi to put up more of the points and Harden to be more of the assist player. That's why they brought him in. Who's going to dish the ball out to Embiid? It better be James Harden. And he's been rocking that role for the last few years. Yeah, he's been... Great at, at being an assist man, second overall in the NBA in dimes per game. Hopefully he can continue that going into this series. Looking around the rest of the NBA, Ariel, uh, lots of intriguing matchups. Utah and Dallas, that's going to take a hit now with Luka Doncic being out with a calf strain. Uh, obviously, I think that tilts things into, into Utah's favor. But in the Eastern Conference, you got the Bucks, the Bulls, 
You're also going to have the the winner of the Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn Cleveland game taking on the Celtics. But sticking with that that Bucks Bulls series for a little bit, does Chicago have any shot in your opinion to get more than a game in that series? More than a game, my hunch would say no, um, just because <laughs> Chicago can't play defense and Milwaukee has dominated the Bulls. Now, granted, the the Bucks haven't been playing really well against top teams. Chicago is just a team that Milwaukee has continued to dominate. Somebody on another show just told me a record. It was pretty crazy. Um, but Chicago can't play defense. Alex Caruso, he was hurt a lot of the year and Lonzo Ball's out for the year. So not having those players was really detrimental to the defense. Chicago could put up points. DeMar DeRozan's been incredible at doing so. Zach Levine and uh, Nikola Vucevic have been great players for the props market. The problem is Milwaukee is going to be able to eat in the paint. There's nobody on Chicago who can really defend against Giannis Antetokounmpo. I just don't trust Chicago's defense at all. So I'm going to say Milwaukee's going to have a pretty easy time with this one. It's more those top three seeds that I am very nervous for Milwaukee to have to face someone like a Miami or even Philly, honestly. Any team that has a good defense, Milwaukee's going to struggle against. Well, when you're looking around at some of the big prop bets, and, and again, you know, we're mentioning off the top here that, hey, we don't, I mean, Phoenix, I think, is is obviously the favorite and with very good reason. But looking around the rest of the league, there's a lot of great teams that are going to be able to battle it out. When you're looking at this from your perspective, what are some of the historical betting trends that we've seen in terms of lower seeds, even having a chance against the higher seeds? And is there any particular prop bet that's sticking out to you that you're going to be all over uh, when it comes time to make a wager on these playoffs? When it comes to highs and low seeds, there it's very rare in the NBA that a low seed is going to end up getting to the Eastern or Western Conference Finals. Now, you can get a team like the Los Angeles Clippers who gets Paul George back, an all-star, and maybe they play a little bit better. They didn't cover that many spreads with him. They were still below 500 when covering spreads with Paul George, yet they could win some games. I just don't want to bet any of these lower seeded teams because especially if you were in a playing game now you're one or two more games that you just had to play you have to travel you're going to travel the most of anybody in the playoffs these home court advantages are really important especially for a team like the miami heat the miami heat have been one of the best home court teams in basketball the last few years when it comes to not having to travel as much and you get your home crowd it's going to be a huge advantage for these one seeds and that's why we see a lot of the times that these top seeds prevail in the NBA. It's very rare. Usually in March Madness and the Stanley Cup, you see some Cinderella stories. It's very rare that you get a Cinderella story in the NBA. And when looking around, as I mentioned, the prop bets, is there anything that's sticking out to you in particular that, like I said, that you're looking at? Like, what is your best bet in terms of the props going into these playoffs? You know, it's pretty universal. Bet the points props live at halftime. Go look at the box scores. I did this so much last year. The the, the live halftime numbers are going to be computer automated. So you're not fighting an odds maker. You're fighting the computer. Then you look to some players like Utah Jazz Center, Rudy Gobert, even Atlanta Hawks forward, John Collins, who's hurt right now. Just last year, those were two players that really caught my eye that they ended up playing really poorly in the first half. Then in the second half, you look at the box score and their numbers went up by like 10 to 15 points on average. What I would do is I would wait for halftime. So the points prop pregame would let's just say 15 and a half for Rudy Gobert. At halftime, he'd have about four points. His points prop dropped to eight and a half. I bet the over. He'd end up with 13 or 14 points in the game, which meant that he still didn't go over his pregame number. He went over his halftime number, though, and that's where you get that edge. Okay. And, and, and now, you know, looking around at the, the big picture, I'm going to get your prediction for, for most of the series. You already told us how you feel about the Toronto, uh, 
the Toronto Philly series, obviously the Milwaukee Chicago. Looking at this now, uh, Utah Dallas, as I mentioned, Luka Doncic now out with a calf, calf strain. Don't know when he's going to be back. How do you see that series playing out in the Western Conference? I love Utah. Utah has the playoff experience. They play defense. I, as I mentioned, love Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. Um, you just get so many players that have been there before. Utah made a run last year in the playoffs, and I really just see them with the experience in Dallas not having Luka Doncic. They don't have Chris Porzingis anymore at center. There's just too many young players in Dallas. Now, there's great prop opportunity here for the Mavericks. I just don't see there being a winning opportunity here for Dallas without your best player who's out now indefinitely. What about the the Warriors and Nuggets? I'm really excited to, to watch that series, particularly outside of the Philly-Toronto one. Uh, I love what I saw from the Warriors, especially early in the season. That was before Clay, Clay came back. Uh, Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry only shared the court for 11 minutes so far this season. Obviously, that's not a welcome sight for Dubs fans, but no word yet on Stephen Curry, although looking like he's trending in the right direction to be able to play at some point early in this series. How do you see that one playing out? Because in my opinion, that one's going seven. Yeah, that one's going to be a really fun one because it's all going to come down to Steph Curry. And if he's healthy enough to play and play well, is he going to play full minutes? I assume if he plays, he's playing full minutes. Denver just has Nikola Jokic, who's the MVP or reigning MVP, potentially MVP again. He's been incredible. And Golden State, what they need is Draymond Green. They need defense from Green. And if Green can't play defense, if he can't stay healthy, then there's going to be your problem. Uh, I see this one going six or seven, too. This one's going to be a hard-fought battle. It's going to be the reason why neither of these teams end up making it uh, to the NBA championship game, honestly, because this is probably the toughest matchup of any of the Western Conference matchups. For Even though they're a three and a six seed, Denver's going to get better, and they have a shot of getting some really good shooters back who haven't really played much this year. If Denver does get some of those players back and the Warriors have a limping Steph Curry, then you're going to see Denver with the upset. It's all just going to be a matter of how well Steph Curry could play and how injured he really is. Yeah, like I said, I, I really want to see that series because I enjoyed watching the dubs when they were their heyday, you know, three, four years ago, obviously missing Kevin Durant now. So I'm hoping to see them make a run and at least challenge Phoenix because it'll be interesting to see what a young Memphis team does as well in its first round series. Want to get back to the Eastern Conference, looking at the Brooklyn Nets. They were, you know, odds makers loved them before the season. You had them and the Lakers kind of looking as, as the, the odds on favorites before we got in here, obviously had the Kyrie vaccine issue uh, going on in New York. Kevin Durant missed 22 games, but that team now healthy Ben Simmons looking like he might be able to play a little bit, at least in round one, when you're looking at the nets. And I personally think they're going to beat Cleveland, no matter what likely taking on the Boston Celtics in round one. How do you look at them from a better's perspective? Would you want to try and jump in on them if the odds are a little bit favorable? Or are you looking at that squad and saying, hey, there's too many question marks. Let's see what happens against a very, very good and, and stingy defensively Boston Celtics squad. Brooklyn's not a team that I want to put my money on. They aren't of any value. They have the third shortest odds to win the NBA title at seven to one. The books are protecting themselves against this Brooklyn team. Brooklyn doesn't have enough depth. If they had enough depth, if they have anybody aside for Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, who I'm willing to put my money on, then fine. I don't. There is nobody else on that team. And I'm sorry to Sixers fans if you like Seth Curry, but there is nobody on this Brooklyn team who I am willing to bet on from a depth perspective. Now, they have an easier road than most would because Brooklyn having to play Cleveland and then Boston, who, yes, defensively, they're good. Boston, though, scares me in the playoffs because they also are going to be without their center. And without your whenever Boston was without one of their five starters, their defensive rating 
plummeted. So Boston's going to be beatable and Brooklyn has the offense to do it. They just don't have any defense. Boston doesn't scare me offensively aside for Jason Tatum. Nobody else on that team is really making me fearful of this Brooklyn defense um, or excuse me, making me fearful that Brooklyn can't play defense. So Brooklyn could have an easier path. The thing is that when they fall into a trap against Philly or Miami, teams that really do have good defensive ratings, they're going to get into trouble because they cannot play defense and they're going to be up against a team that can. And the Nets just aren't the team for me. If they were anything longer than 10 to one, I'd say, sure, take a flyer on them. They're lower than 10 to one. They have the third shortest odds. There's absolutely zero value. How, how on earth are you giving a team the third shortest odds to win the NBA title when they have to come fight back from a play-in game? It's just not worth it for me. Is that just because of people love, like, like you were, I was mentioning the Lakers and, and the Nets, they love these big names. Is that where the, the, yeah. the books make their money? Yeah, they're protecting themselves because if you did book the Nets at 15 to one or 12 to one or 10 to one, even like the Miami Heat, you're going to get a ton of money coming in on the Brooklyn Nets because of the star power, because they were supposed to be so great. That's why I'm just not betting it because I know that the books are protecting themselves and I don't want to take a bad, I don't want to take a bad number. All right, Ariel, we'll wrap up on this. You've given us a lot of insight into what's going to happen here. Obviously, sports betting slowly being legalized across the country. So hopefully everyone can get on it, even though it can be addicting. Let's be honest, betting makes the games a whole lot more fun. Looking at this now from your perspective, who do you have in the conference finals in, in the East and the West? And ultimately, who do you have as your NBA championship or NBA champion, pardon me, this season? Oof. Okay, so in the conference finals, I could see it being Milwaukee and Miami. And then in the Western Conference Finals, I could see it being Phoenix and Memphis. And then my winner, from a betting perspective, I'd have to bet Miami just because 10 to 1 is way better value. However, if this isn't the time for the Phoenix Suns, I don't know what is. This is the perfect time for the Suns to win an NBA championship and avenge the loss that they had. All right. There you have it, Miss Ariel Epstein, the prop queen herself. Thank you very much for, for joining us on, on this portion of the podcast and looking forward to taking some of your some of your advice here and hopefully winning myself some money as well. Thanks so much for having me on. Good luck.